0: you're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. The whole world has been hit by this unprecedented global crisis, right? The COVID-19. The COVID-19. And uh, interestingly, we didn't choose this crisis, did we? But it, it chose us, right? But here's the thing. We are now left with a choice. In other words, we now have a choice of what to do with this crisis. We may not choose the crisis, the crisis has come, may have come our way, even if we don't want it. But now, since it's with us, you have a choice, I have a choice uh, of what to do with this crisis, right? So, what's your choice? What's my choice? Do you want to let this crisis go to waste after all after all, uh, that is uh, done to us and still doing? Or do you want to emerge better and stronger from the crisis? Well, since we are already into the crisis, might as well use it for good, right? <laughs> might as well use it to bring, uh, to bring something good out of it, right? So the question is, of course, how? How can we emerge better and stronger from a crisis? I believe there are four questions that will help us determine that. I believe there are four questions that you and I can ask and answer that will help us to determine if we can emerge uh, better and stronger. Of course, depending on how we understand the question and of course, how we answer them as well. But here's my take. Here's my take, and that is this, a good biblical response to the four questions will significantly help us in emerging to be better and stronger together from any crisis, from any crisis that we face. And uh, we will address in this series, we will address uh, and discuss one question each week for the next four weeks. Well, if if you are here today and you are not a Jesus follower, don't worry, you don't have to become one to listen and even to apply uh, the perspectives from the scriptures that we are gonna explore, really. So I sincerely invite you to follow us through this series and uh, with an open mind and and, and, an open heart, really. And wherever and whenever uh, it strikes a chord for you, please go ahead and apply them in your life situation because here's what I know about the scriptures they are ancient texts with life transforming perspectives and power don't believe me and that's fine but just try it all right just try it but if you are a jesus follower like me well this series should serve us as a reminder because let's be honest right we all tend to forget or get carried away when we are in the midst of the crisis don't we well, the truth of the matter is that irrespective of who you are, we all go through a crisis, right? We all, we all go through a crisis irrespective of who we are. And when we go through a crisis, you have a choice, I have a choice, right? right? Uh, you either choose to let the crisis go to waste or you choose to emerge better and stronger from the crisis. And if you choose or you desire to emerge better and stronger from the current crisis or in fact any crisis in life, then this series is for you. And today we will discuss the first question that will significantly help us to emerge better and stronger. So here's the first question. But wait, before I show you the question, let me tell you this. You know this question. All right you know this question very well and you may even have come up with a great answer to this question all right so my point is this it's it's not going to be anything new it's not going to be anything new but as we uh, readdress these old questions uh, I hope that we will we will be refreshed right I hope that it will be refreshing experience for all of us especially time such as this where we go through this crisis uh, uh, um, as human beings and as, as the whole world goes through right this is the this is the first question that we are going to address all right why is there suffering in the world why is there suffering in the world I know this is the same old question but an important question right that many have asked this question gives us a kind of a framework on how we view suffering which I believe will pretty much help us you and me in how we take even in how we even uh, suffering for ourselves all right so for that i will share with you two passages from the scriptures to guide us in discussing and answering the question the first passage is an incident that took place between jesus and his followers and the apostle john records for us in john chapter 9. this is what it says as he referring to jesus as jesus went along he saw a man uh, who was blind from birth And uh, here's an interesting question that his disciples ask. His disciples asked uh, Jesus, Rabbi, who sinned? They saw this man who was born blind. And the disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, who sinned? (laughs) Uh, What kind of question is that, right? I mean, this this man is born blind. And uh, what do you mean, who sinned? Who sinned? Well, here's what uh, the disciples were actually asking Jesus. Who sinned, Rabbi? Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Ah, so basically the disciples of Jesus were saying this, that this man is born blind and, and, and it is because it must be either uh, this man's sin or his parents' sin that caused him to be born blind and that, that caused him to suffer uh, suffer this and they wanted to find out they wanted to find out from jesus all right now question do you know what this means (laughs) i believe this is what it means that there is a correlation between sin and suffering yes there is a correlation between sin and suffering So come to think of it, actually, the disciples of Jesus uh, answers the questions that we are asking today, isn't it? I mean, why is there suffering in the world? Well, because you sin. (laughs) Well, because I sin. Well, because people around the world sin. And that's why there is suffering in the world. Well, which is true, isn't it? I mean, I don't think you need me to cite an example for them, do you? Some of us have experienced that, right? You do something evil, you suffer, or people around you suffer as well. And some of us might be in the midst of that suffering as, a, as an individual or as a family. I mean, it's, it's, it seems quite natural, isn't it? I mean, you commit a crime, you pay for it, right? But if you don't commit a crime, the logic follows that you don't, you don't pay for it, right? There wouldn't be any suffering. If if there isn't any sin that you commit in the first place right and so that is why the disciples of Jesus asked him whose sin whose sin was it that caused this man to be born blind because if it wasn't for this man's sin or his parents sin he wouldn't be born blind in the first place and this is where I tell you, this is where the disciples of Jesus receives a new information from Jesus himself. And it was quite a shocking one for them, actually. But at the same time, this new information that Jesus gives to the disciples uh, not only helps them, but it also helps us in in, in, in expanding our understanding of suffering in this world. So his disciples asked Jesus, right, what, what, uh, whose sin caused this man to be born blind, right? His, his own sin or his parents' sin? This is what Jesus replied, neither, neither. It's like neither. I mean, can you imagine the looks on the face of his disciples when Jesus replied, neither, neither? Excuse us, Jesus. Did we hear you correctly or did you get our... Did you get confused with our question? Because what we asked was, and then Jesus just continued on and said, neither, neither this man nor his parents sinned. Now, this new information by Jesus was hard for his uh, disciples to digest because you see, it doesn't make sense, all right? It doesn't make sense because how can this man's sin already? Sorry, how can this man's uh, suffering have no correlation with his sin or 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 his parents' sin? And Jesus is saying, yes, you are right. There is no correlation. But then wait, if that is the case, Jesus, if that is the case, then wait, it's not fair what is right? It's not fair. It's not fair that this man suffers uh, for something that is not related, that is not linked to his sin or to his parents' sin. And Jesus is saying, I know, right? (laughs) I know it's not fair, but it's true. It's not fair, but that's true. It's not fair, but it's true. Now, come to think of it, Jesus is, Jesus is right. Jesus is right, isn't he? I believe by now you know the situation or the case, the case about George Floyd in the U.S., right? He died on the 25th of May as a result of police brutality. And uh, what happened was that protest after protest spread across the United States, Right? George Floyd and uh, thousands and thousands of people went out on the streets <coughs> protesting against police uh, brutality and then there was one thing uh, one terrible thing that happened, right? You know that there were many people uh, who took advantage of this protest and they started to break into the shops There were, there were the, the shops around this across, uh, you know the shops that were on the streets You know and they started to break in and they started looting uh, the items inside the shops and uh, i don't know about you but in some of the videos that in some of the videos that i watch i saw that you know i saw even some of the uh, uh, i saw some of the shop owners they were even begging these people not to do not to do what they were doing you know not to break in and loot and telling them that Some of them don't even have enough coverage from their insurance for such incidents for their shops. And you know what these people did? And they still went ahead, broke in, and they looted as many items as they can carry with their hands. And with a great glee on their faces, they just walked away. It was as if like, those things were given out freely. Let me ask you, let me ask you, what did the shop owners do, right? What did the shop owners do? To become victims of these looters? Answer is nothing, right? Absolutely nothing. And, and and it's totally and ridiculously unfair for these shop owners to go through what they went through. It's not fair. But it's not fair, but but sadly, that which is unfair happened to them. And of course, not forgetting to mention, right, about the global impact by the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Think with me. In this case, in COVID-19's case, right, it's not just about affecting our day-to-day life, normal life, or the businesses and the economy across the world, which is already a big thing. But what COVID-19 did or what COVID-19 still continues to do that is like just crazy is taking lives, taking so many lives, It's already, what, coming close to, if I'm not mistaken, about 400,000 people who die and are still dying. And about, what, more than 6 million people who are suffering, who have suffered and still suffering. And the numbers is going up. So all these people who have died or who are still dying, all these people who are are suffering from COVID-19, I mean, there is no correlation to what they did and what they are, what they have gone through, or what they are going through right now, right? Talk about unfairness. That is, that's, that's pretty unfair, isn't it? But that's exactly what is happening today. It's not fair, but it's true. And that's exactly what made the disciples of Jesus shocked, or taken aback when they, when they, when they heard uh, Jesus say, "Neither, neither this man nor his parents sin." that this man was born blind no the, the reason why he suffered is not the result of 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 his sin or his parents sin neither <laughs> then why right then why then i mean how do how how do we explain this man who was who was born blind of course for this specific incident jesus explained why jesus explained why he was born blind even though there was no correlation to his own sin and his parents sin and this is what jesus replied he said this happened so that what so that the works of god might be displayed in him and if you read the whole passage You know, right? You know that Jesus took the opportunity to perform a miracle and heal this blind man. And finally, the blind man could see. And then as a result, he went on and testified who Jesus was, right? Giving glory to God. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. And that is this, not everyone, in fact, many who suffers do not receive such miracle and healing, right? You agree with me? (laughs) Well, I can testify, I can fully testify to that. You know why? Because back in my own hometown, my parents, our family, uh, we have a similar situation and we didn't receive any miracle or healing until today. Listen, in spite, in spite of many years of begging before God in prayer, And I believe some of you, likewise, have similar experiences. And and you may be going through that tough time, that suffering, even today. And I know it's not that easy, right? It's hard. It's difficult. It's tough. So you see, uh, this incident where the man was born blind and uh, the question and answer session between Jesus and his disciples Uh, Did give us a perspective to understand something about suffering in in the world, right? I mean it gave us it gave us the perspective that well there is suffering in the world not only because of the evil that we do or because of the evil that somebody does but it also uh, 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 Reminded us or it, it, it gave us the information that but sometimes Uh, We suffer, but sometimes there is suffering in this world, uh, just like that, (laughs) you know, we suffer just like that. We suffer just because, uh, just because, just because. And, And so the question still remains, right, as to why is it like that? Why do we suffer in that way? Why is there suffering like that? And this is where the undisputable Apostle Paul comes into the picture. This is where the second passage comes into, into, into the picture. And you know the Apostle Paul, right? He was, the, he, was, he, was, he was a great enemy of Jesus and his followers. But later on, he had a miraculous experience, encounter with the risen Jesus. And after that, he became one of the best champions for Christ. And this Apostle Paul clearly understood the question that we are asking today. And this is what he says uh, to his le- uh, in his letter to the Christians at, uh, at Rome. And he writes in Romans chapter 5. And this is what he says. Sin came into the world, and with sin came death. With sin came death. That is why there is suffering, there is pain in the world, which ultimately leads to death. And listen to what he says next. And this is why everyone dies. This is why everyone must die. Everyone must die. Everyone means what? Every single one of us in this world. In other words, it doesn't matter whether or not you do something evil. You, as long as you are a human being, you and I will suffer in this world and ultimately die. (laughs) This is the reason why we suffer, irrespective of who we are or who we are not, irrespective of what we have done or what we have not done. So, why is there suffering in the world? Well, here is the answer, right? Here is the answer that we are receiving today. There is suffering in the world, but not just because of the evil things that people do. I mean, yes. The evil thing that people do, contribute, make make suffering exist in the world. But it is bigger than that. (laughs) Actually, it is worse than that. There is suffering in this world. There is suffering in the world because sin has entered into the world, because sin has entered into the human race. Listen to this carefully. Because sin has become a part of human nature sin has become a part of human nature that's why you don't have to teach a human to sin they will just sin since a baby time right since they are very young you don't have to teach them to sin you don't have to teach them to lie you don't have to teach them to do all the wrong stuff they are just they they just got it right because sin has become the part of a human nature and that is why for as long as you are a human being you and i will experience different kinds of suffering because the sin is already in us and when sin entered into us apostle paul tells us that sin brought along pain suffering and death so it doesn't matter whether you do you commit sin it doesn't matter whether anyone commits sin that will affect you but the fact that sin has entered into our nature suffering becomes a part of human life because sin entered sin brought along that's what paul is telling us so well do you know what that means? Do you know the implication for us today? Well, this simply means that our suffering will not end with COVID-19. Yeah, unless unless uh, the whole world just collapses and disappears before we could find any solution to COVID-19, or unless Jesus returns before we can find any solution to COVID-19 a case. I mean this this will be just uh, one of the many sufferings that we will go through in our generation so if you're expecting that suffering will decrease in the world as the world progresses on with all the latest technologies uh, uh, scientific discoveries and so on and so forth where lives can become better because of all the new discoveries and so on and so forth well i i would say that you will only disappoint yourselves and if you're not careful you will become jaded along the way like many people have All right, because sin has become part of us. And so if sin has become part of us, sin has brought suffering, sin has brought pain, sin has brought death into our lives. So sin will always be a part, I mean suffering will always be a part of us. That's, my friends, that's the brutal fact of suffering that's the brutal fact of life in this world and I, I know that you wish I wish it was not the case but that's the brutal fact of being a human being so here is a question that perhaps some of you might be asking as you listen to all these uh, 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 ideas and information that you are receiving and that is this where is God right where is God in all of this where is God in the suffering? Did He do anything about our suffering? right? And actually, God did something about our suffering, didn't He? Well, He did. I mean, well, he uh, he didn't, he didn't do what we expected him to do, right? I mean, that is what. Taking, away, uh, taking suffering away from us, taking suffering away from this world. But imagine, Im- just imagine if he did that, right? Just imagine if, if God really removed suffering from us and from this world. Imagine that, right? I mean, that could have possibly been the greatest thing that God could have done for us, could have done for human human race, isn't it? But did you know, did you know that instead, God did something even greater than what you and I can ever imagine, even in our wildest imagination. And that is this. God didn't take our suffering away, but he took on our suffering upon himself. Yep, that's right. What do I mean? Jesus took our suffering upon himself by becoming like one of us. Jesus, who was God, he became human being and he grew up in a humble family and he was betrayed by his close friends. And then he was wrongly accused and tortured, right? He was tortured. And finally he was put up naked on a, on a Roman cross with criminal charges against him. And he died with an excruciating pain. Did he do anything wrong? Did Jesus do anything evil to go through all those pain and sufferings? The answer, you know, no. Then how come? Then how come he went through? Well, it is because he volunteered. He volunteered his life to go through all those hardship and suffering to the point of death. So you see, Jesus suffered. Jesus volunteered to suffer uh, uh, our suffering. He volunteered. Jesus, even though he didn't deserve, he didn't do anything wrong to, to go through that suffering, but he chose, he volunteered to suffer our suffering. That's why he became human being. And that is the reason, that is the reason, I mean, that is the reason Jesus came. You see? That is the reason uh, 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 he, he made a way for us. Right? he can i mean why 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 jesus suffered why jesus volunteered to suffer for our suffering what's the reason the reason is so that uh, he can make a way for us he can he can make a way for us to get out of this life of suffering into another a life that we as human beings long for a life of peace and tranquility, a life where we we no longer have pain, suffering and death. Isn't that what we long for? (laughs) The fact that we ask questions like, why is there suffering in the world? Come on. That reveals the dissatisfaction, the discontentment, that is going through in, in, in the deep recess of our soul and the unspoken longing of a place and a state of peace, a place and state without pain, suffering, and death. That's the reason. That's the reason why Jesus came. On earth he knew he knew very well that that is the deepest longing of human beings it it doesn't matter what you believe it doesn't matter what you don't believe it doesn't matter who you are but as long as you are a human being jesus knows god knows because god created us that is our deepest longing a longing of a place where there is no pain where there is no suffering where there is no death that's the reason why jesus came on earth to prepare that place for us the place perhaps listen to this the place perhaps we all human beings originally belong to and until and unless we enter that place you and i must know this that there will be sufferings of all kinds irrespective of whether or not human beings do evil so Here's the application question for all of us. Here's a takeaway away question for all of us as we hear all this information from the Scriptures. And it is this. How will you change, right? How will you or how will you view and embrace suffering differently? For the sufferings that you are going through right now or for the sufferings that you may go through in future, How will you view and embrace suffering differently in a positive way so that you are not discouraged or dismayed, but rather encouraged and determined to emerge better and stronger in the end? So let me end by saying this. Uh, Don't lose heart. Yeah, Uh, We will go through sufferings. But don't lose heart and keep persevering on in times of suffering. Because if you do, and if I do that, you and I will experience and you and I will gain something uh, which otherwise we will not. Uh, You will miss it uh, if you don't, and you don't want to miss it. In other words, we must persevere in tough times. Not just in view of the future place that God has prepared for us. But more importantly, more so in view of what we can experience and what we can gain while in the midst of suffering. And that is what we will be talking about in part two of this series called Emerging Better and Stronger. So stay connected with us and tune in uh, again next week for part two, where we will address the second question and that is this. Why should we persevere in tough times? Yes, why should we persevere in tough times? So, uh, here's my blessing for all of us today, as I close, as I come to the close for today. All right? So, would you receive this blessing as I pronounce these blessings for all of us? May we not be surprised by the sufferings we go through in this world. Instead, um, may we be encouraged, (laughs) may we be encouraged to know that there is another world without pain, suffering, and death. In the meantime, may we receive God's grace to endure the sufferings we are going through right now, or the ones that we will go through in future. May the good Lord, really, may the good Lord, I pray, help each one of us to emerge better and stronger together from the crisis, from any crisis as a church, as a family unit, and as individuals. God bless you. Amen.